Pond End Podcast is sponsored by the Fisher FC Club Shop. You can find them on Twitter at Fisher FC Shop or through the club's website. Hello and welcome to the Pond End Podcast, where no one listens and we don't care. My name is PJ, alongside my co-host, John. And today on the podcast, we will have the all-time leading scorer for Fisher FC, Rob Brown, as well as Fisher frontman, Harry Mate. Come on, fish! First up on today's podcast, we have the all-time leading scorer for Fisher FC, Rob Brown. Come on, fish! And welcome back to the Pond End Podcast. With us right now is the all-time leading scorer for Fisher FC, Rob Brown. How are you doing today, Rob? Doing well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on here. Really, really excited to chat to you all. Very excited to have you on as well. So first question, uh, how are you doing throughout lockdown? Um, anything you've been up to and anything specifically you've been doing to try to keep yourself in shape for whenever that first game rolls around? Um, I've been doing well. Thanks for asking. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely new. It's definitely something um, that's kind of new in my life. Lockdown, I'm sure for everybody. I've, uh, I've uh, been working. Luckily I haven't been followed, which I'm grateful for. Um, so I've keep keeping busy with my day-to-day job. Um, and then, of course, I've been going for walks at a minimum every single day. Um, and, of course, I've been trying to do a minimum 3K to 5K run about three times a week. Um, I'd say those are things that keep me most busy. I haven't touched a football. Um, I'm trying to just maintain my fitness, to be honest, for now. Nice. Rob, you've played in various countries. How has playing and adapting to different styles in different countries helped you as a player? And what yeah. sort of countries have you played in? Would you like to tell us? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, well, I think I grew up, well, I grew up in, uh, I was born in England, but then moved to Norway um, where we played on gravel. So <laughs> I'm not going to go into that too much because it was very young, but I'd say Belgium was where I grew up football wise. And all the pitches were 3G, 4G. The ball was always kept on the ground. The formation that we played as a youth was replicated as a formation for the first team. So we followed the same formation and it was always triangles, always, always triangles. Um, as a minimum, I remember, you know, two touches, three touches max, um, and you always have to have two options. So it was a lot of movement without the ball and a lot of, of, of possession-based football. So that kind of set me up, of, I guess, my, my mindset with football um, from a young age. And then moving to Canada, an America on a football scholarship, it was always 4G as well. So I've always played on 4G. America and Canada was quite physical in the sense of it was more athleticism and as opposed to technique, but I fit in, I guess, from my side and technique. And in England, when I moved to Fisher, it was <laughs> muddy grass pitches, holes in the pitches. Um, and it was Fisher at home where I think um, I enjoy most days playing on the 4G pitch. Um, so, yeah, I would say when I'm at home, I'm a different beast, maybe when I'm away at Crocken Hill, Croydon and so forth. <laughs> I didn't like the Crocken Hill slanted pitch, no? Nah, nah, Homedale, Crocken Hill, they're the ones that stand out. Um, I, I don't mind, I, I like, I think I've adapted my game. I think Neil and Dino, when I first moved, um, they brought a different side out of me. Um, I definitely don't shy away from the physical game. Um, I don't think it's my speciality, but when we have the ball and we're looking to win a game, I, I think 
that's when I come into light and I think um, I'm very good at that. What? So, Sorry. Rob, I'm interested to. Oh, my bad. So, I'm interested to hear because I know you talked about the American style of play, which I'm always very interested to see how people abroad talk about this. So, yeah. I play high school soccer, which is probably like the epitome of yeah. that American style. It's all physicality, you know, you're playing the ball down the flank and just running as fast as you can, crossing it in. So, yeah. I've got to say, was there anything about that style of play that you think was more suited to you? Or do you think your style of play, you know, the off-ball movement, the two or three options, do you think that was, you know, sort of hurting your style of play? Um, so it's funny, yeah, because I, I obviously when I was in high school, it was kind of like an American high school in Belgium. Um, so I get what you're saying. The <laughs> When I'm on a 4G pitch, it doesn't matter if it's a physical game to me or because I'll always find a way when I'm on the ball to, to kind of get get the team moving and so forth but no like I, I get what you're saying when it's physical no I don't I, I don't want it to make it seem like I'm, I'm a I'm not a physical player I can't be in physical games because I can but um when when it's when it's more of the physical game you just got to kind of yeah adapt your game a little bit be quicker on the ball um I think when it is on a 4G pitch though it helps massively I really really do yeah Rob, what sort of level compared to Fisher was you playing at in those countries? Was it comparable or a higher level? Um, I think, to be honest, it was higher, just simply because in America and Canada, every single day we were training. After training, we were in an ice bath. We were on a food plan. We were on a, we were on a workout plan. Um, they players that I played with in America, like three or four of them went on to play in the MLS or the UCL, USL under, um, which is one under. A lot of them are now professional. It's a higher level. It is a higher level. However, our team, well, some of the teams I played on, well, the Fisher team that I played on when I first came in here, I believe we would have given the teams I played on previous a game. Um, we just always found a way to win. Um so yeah, maybe I think the individuals I played with were a lot better previously in high school, sorry, in college in America. Um, that's just a fact because they trained every day. But here in, in Fisher, I think that the teams that I've been on um, with our style of playing physicality, we can match anyone. Great. Uh, what team did you play for when you came over here? When I first moved here, it was Fisher. No, no, sorry. By here, I mean the United States. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, it was college. It was college. It was a uh, University of Southern New Hampshire University. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Southern New Hampshire University. That one. There's a lot of soccer-related things that come out of that university these days, especially with the MLS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have the partnership with the MLS. Yep. And they um they won the NCAA uh the year before I came, and and they won the regions when I was there, and then the local conference. So. It's a very, yeah, the, the, the talent that comes out of that university is incredible. Come on, the fish! Come on, the fish! Come on, the fish! All right, so I've got to ask. So when, so when you did, you know, you moved back uh, to England, what was it that attracted you to play for Fisher FC? <laughs> when I first came to Fisher, it was, I remember I had a few trials. Um, Tooting and Mitchum. Uh, I was in contact with Cray Valley and they, they wanted me to come down for a trial. And 
few trials, but I went to play for Fisher. It was the first one closest to my house. I lived in Bermondsey at the time and I went training. I trained well. And I remember Dino and Neil, they were aware I was trialing at Tooting and Mitchum and they just said, we want you, we want you to play. I think I played in the Millwall game and I just loved the fans straight away, the noise. Um, and then getting to Tooting and Mitchum was a bit of a trek. Um, so yeah, it was really Fisher straight away. It was the first club I signed and the first club I kind of played for. Rob, you left Fisher and you had a few different teams in that time. What, why do you think it didn't work out for you away from Fisher? I knew this question would be brought up. <laughs> um, the truth of the matter is, is, is I was the only player left at Fisher from our team from the previous two years. And... I, I was made captain and, and it was different dynamic, a different player, different manager. And I didn't, I didn't want to leave Fisher. I want to make that clear. Um, but I felt like I was so used to the way things were done with Neil and, and Dino. And, you know, if you come late, it's a fine. Where the, 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 the dynamic of the team, the closeness of the team, that some of them are my best friends now. And then, it was just such a quick change for me. I felt like I felt like I needed to get out and try and find that again. The you know because I want to play football with friends and mates and kind of as professional as the atmosphere as possible. And nothing against the manager at the time at all because he was finding his feet as well. I, I I don't think it worked out. I went to Welling, and again, this, you got to, I don't want to say too much but there was a number of not a, a number of number 10s there where I, I was told I didn't think there was many number 10s um Punjab I, um, I enjoyed my time at Punjab the pitch was very hard to play on yep a hill pitch was a hill every home game was like a battle but the funny thing was it was there was a few players there Chandler was there they had a forward called Brian and him and I had a link up the way we played and this is Brian Bailey, he's a great player. Him, I've linked the way him and I linked up were, were unbelievable. And we played at home and we batted teams, you know, like it was, it was a great time. So, in some ways, I did think it worked out, some it didn't. Went to Barking because uh, Fleming was there and work at the time was very busy, very stressful. Um, and I remember getting, we played Tooting Mitch and away, and I came home at 1 30 a.m. and I was just like, I don't want to do this right now. So I had a little break and then came back to Fisher where I felt at home. What is it that you think separates Fisher from other clubs, makes Fisher different to Welling, to Punjab, without saying anything bad about those clubs because they are good clubs to go to? Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, the thing for me is the fans, just the fans. Like, it's so clear it's the fans. The fans, the support, um, the history of the club it deserves to be at a higher level. I think if you stay at the club and it's successful, you'll be, I guess, a non-league legend. I think if you give to the club, they give back. They're doing initiatives like this, the podcast, the social, the, the, the just the flags. Um, yeah, I think it's like born and bred a non-league club that strives to be better. That's why I think it's different. Come on, fish! 
So you came back to Fisher. And so in that time, you hit the 100th appearance mark, and then you became the all-time leading gold scorer this season. Um, so what would be, out of any time you've played for Fisher, what would be your favorite moment uh, putting on the Fisher shirt? Well, before every game, I loved putting on the Fisher shirt. There was that season, obviously, where we were trying to win the league. And every game, I just felt like we would beat any team. Um, there's a few games that come to mind. The Chatham game, um, you know, with 10 men. And, and also just the games at home where we went on that run. And I felt like, personally, I felt like ugh, I was on a goal-scoring spree. And I felt like when I was playing at home, I could score in most games. And it was just, there's never been one game where it's like, oh my God, I love wearing the Fisher shirt. Never. But uh, there's been games, many games where after, I'm like, I love wearing this shirt for the fans um, and for the team and, and for the, the manager and for, for many things. So it's that season in particular. And, you know, even when I played this season, the last game at Deal, I really enjoyed that game. I really enjoyed putting on the shirt. I really enjoyed playing and, and I felt like I had a good game and I want to get more of a rhythm this season. Well, now it's finished, but yeah, it's whenever I play and, and play well and, and the team plays well, I'm proud to be wearing that shirt. And what would be your favourite goal you've scored? Ooh, um, <laughs> it's funny when Ian tags me and asks that question on Twitter and so forth. I think he answers the question for me. The Chatham goal was really nice goal but mostly because of the time we scored it and and the meet the time in the season and yeah I think that Chatham goal was probably my favorite just with 10 men the second goal of the game to go on and cement our place at the top and they were close to us at the time and separate the gap but of course the Beersted goal was a really nice move so yeah I'd, I'd, I would say it's a Chatham goal to be honest okay one second Rob just I hope you can see <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can go back to them sort of crowds and celebrations soon. I would love nothing more. <laughs> nothing more. So when we do finally get around to getting some sort of season and whether that might be just some sort of cup competition this spring or summer or whether it's like a full or restrained season next year, um, what sort of team or individual goals would you like to set and accomplish? Team and individual. Yeah. Um, team goals, Fisher need to get back being a top five club in the league where, like, you know, coming to Fisher, it's a tough game no matter what. Um, for me, the league is not something I, I really want to speak about in terms of a goal. I want to finish five, top ten, whatever. For me, it would be more internal in the sense, the dynamic of the team, we're closer. You know, like we, we come to Fisher, we play football, we leave. I want it to be, we come to Fisher, we joke, we laugh. We, everyone's talking to everyone. Everyone's kind of, you know, friends with everyone. We trust each other. We, you know, die for each other on the pitch in that sense, like not to sound a bit cliquey, but that's what I want. It's a slow progress there's new people coming in and out and that's non-league but the goal for me was to actually have somewhat of a core a core of good people good men that you'd hang your hat on and build around that I think we've got a little bit of that right now and personally I'd like to be part of that core 
you know, don't need like be a leader um, in the dressing room, which in some sense I think I am, but be more of a leader, I guess, adapt my leadership. Rob, what player at the moment do you think that you play with is most gifted and can go on to bigger and better things? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to give him this credit here, Jamie Yeeler. Um, when Jamie Yeela first joined Fisher, the thing, he's, he's a really nice bloke. Um, and people maybe will maybe be surprised that I'm saying this. I, when I'm on the pitch, and I, I'm probably one of the biggest jokers in the dressing room, but I also want people to do well. And maybe I need to show that side of me. But I'll say to Jamie, I'll be like, come in, shake people's hand, do this, smile. Because you're so gifted on the pitch, you don't need to better yourself there. It's off the pitch, and you'll play better when people around you are, are wanting to support you and wanting you to do well and wanting you to be on your side. He's, he's very gifted. He's quick. He's talented. I think there's a lot of players on our team that are very talented and have the ability to play higher. I think the attitude for some of the players as well also need to improve in the sense of, and it's not personal thing, in the team sense, our attitude as a team. We need to be more united on the pitch because right now, I think our problem is we're a bit of a bunch of individuals, very talented individuals on the pitch. Um, so Jamie can go play higher. Absolutely, he can go play higher. Um, and, and I think he will if he, um, if he gets his place in the right door and uh, he works hard and keeps his head down and doesn't have any distractions. Hey, any so, more questions for Rob? Yeah, I got a couple more. So you did mention playing on that team of individuals, and I've played on a lot of teams like that. And I always sort of noticed that the way that the way we got out of that sort of mindset, that sort of play style, was having a coach or a manager who came in with a very specific style. Like, how well do you feel AJ does that? And is there something like is there a specific style that you'd like to see Fisher play that you think that with our current set of players that would work really well? <laughs> yeah it's a it's a conflicting conversation in the team and stuff listen we play on a 4g pitch i would love it if we could play out the back keep the ball um and and really work it from the back but in non-league in this level a lot of times you get found out if you play that way from the back you can get you you get pressed you can lose the ball and people punish you um i think we play very much down the wings right now Whereas, for an example, two years ago, we had no nonsense at the back, but in the final third, it was very much combining at the final end, where I was in the middle, putting the pieces together, putting people on, on plates, and every, all the teams were, all our, all, our, sorry, all our players were involved. Here, I think it's very much we're playing down the wings, cross, cross, cross. And, I, and that's probably because we have players like Jamie Yiller who can do that. Um, so, yeah, I think we're still figuring it out a bit. I do think we it would be nice to mix it up. Um, however, yeah, AJ's doing a, a good job of kind of utilising the players that he has in that, that is his strong suit, um, that, he, that he feels are his strong suit. So, 
that's that's um don't get me wrong though i would love it if we played a bit more at the back and kept the ball but sometimes maybe it's not worth it against the bigger teams so earlier i know you mentioned you're trying to stay in shape i think you said by doing like a 10k maybe once or twice a week we're talking with aj yesterday and he recommend he told us how he was like trying to get all the players to run at least one 5k a week so obviously we know what you've been doing to stay in shape but have you been in touch with any of the players do you know what they've been doing to try to make sure that they'll be all right when we finally get back out there. Yeah, well, you have our group where Lockie just posts a run every single week. Um, we're just wondering when he'll stop doing that, to be honest. <laughs> and then we have, um, I'm in touch with Sam and Josh Bidocombe and the team a lot. Really good lads, really good heads. Um, we're talking about different ways to keep fit. Um, so, yeah, I'm in touch with those two quite a bit. Um, and we, we post our runs and share our runs and so forth. So I think we're just waiting a bit more to have a preseason lined up because, you know, it would be good to have a focus and a goal. I, I need to know when it starts so I can keep and work towards that date personally. So, yeah. We've got 10 minutes left. Um, would you do a quick, quick fire questions? Yeah, that's okay. Um, team supported, and the reason why? Liverpool family from here, um, currently in Liverpool, and uh, although it's not a good season this season, still the best team in the world. <laughs> I know about that. <laughs> Favorite player? Steven Gerrard, captain, leader, legend. That's John Terry's uh, words, Rob. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> do, do you find you try and adapt your style to like Steven Gerrard did? Is that someone you look to as? Mm. No, he's an all-round all round midfielder. I would say I'm a bit more of a... <laughs> it's funny. So many people have said non-league Ozil to me. The amount of people have said you're non-league Ozil, but nah, I would like to think I'm a bit obviously nowhere near his style, but uh, De Bruyne who puts an assist on or um, kind of provide a goal when needed or put someone on a plate. PJ, anything quick fire for Rob? I mean, I got nothing except just wondering how he got sex support in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, if, if my family were born in London, I'm sure I'm supporting... And London team or but nah the born in born in Liverpool the family were so yeah kind of got torn into it at least you'll stick into your roots that's good of course okay well thank you for joining us Rob on this episode of the podcast no worries hopefully we'll be back playing soon and you can add to your goal scoring tally yeah I hope so I really appreciate um, you guys offering me to come on today I really enjoyed it no, thank you for your time. No worries. Appreciate it. Come on, the fish! Come on, the fish! Come on, the fish! We would like to thank the all-time leading scorer for Fisher FC, Rob Brown, for hopping on the podcast today. Next up, we have Fisher front man, Harry Main. The Pond End Podcast is sponsored by the Fisher FC Club Shop. You can find them on Twitter at Fisher FC Shop or through the club's website. And now on the podcast, we have Harry Main, one of the players for Fisher FC. How are you doing today, Harry? 
Not bad, thank you, mate. Yourself? Doing pretty well. So, uh, just general opening question. Um, how have you found lockdown so far? And uh, what have you been doing to try to keep your fitness up? Kai, it's been horrible. Due to the injury I got just before the lockdown, this lockdown has been far worse than the first lockdown we was in. There's not been much I can do, really. I've been off of work. Fitness-wise, I've been doing what I can. It's still there, but nothing too extreme. Don't want to kill myself. I want to be ready for the return. And how are you feeling after the injury? Is it healed up? Uh, it's uh, healed slightly, but it's getting better. I'm feeling myself. It's much better than what it was, basically. Like, it's been hard. I still do have a few problems with it, but back in December, I went training. I played against in the friendly against Forest Hill, and it felt good. So it would be good to test it out in a proper training session once we're back. Yeah, no, there was a nasty injury. I was at the game, and it wasn't. Oh, was that? It wasn't. I was the one who filmed it, so and sent it to you. So. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It, was... it wasn't a pleasant sight. Um, did you Did you ever hear from the keeper an apology or anything like that? No, nothing. Nothing from the club. Nothing from the keeper. From anyone, really. It just, just like never happened. But I suppose it's football. And injuries happen, but it was a bit extreme, wasn't it, the tackle? Yeah, there's, there's injuries in the professional game when people are earning money and they still get paid. But when you're playing at our level, if you get injured, it affects everything. Everything, yeah. Work, life, everything, really. Well, it's well, not good. Hopefully, you're on the mend and we'll see you back in the starting lineup next season. Hopefully, as soon as possible. So, um, can you just give a little rundown of your uh, footballing career? So where did you start? Um, maybe tell us a little bit about your preferred play style and um, how you ended up at Fisher. So I started when I was about four years old. I went to um, the David Beckham Academy in Greenwich. I started there and it all progressed from there, really. I signed for Crayford Arrows, one of my local clubs. Um, I played there till the age of eight. Then I went to Charlton Academy, signed pro for four years. But unfortunately, that come to an end because my height, apparently, which I'm pretty sure I spoke to everyone and it's the same excuse for everyone. But um, then from then on, I went to Welling United and Ebbsfleet. Then where did I go from there? I went oh, Crayford, back to Crayford Arrows, who then turned into Phoenix. That was at the age of 16. And then when I turned 16, I went to Wellington Reserves. And the men's career kicked off from there, really. Went to Lewisham Borough, Metro Gas. And then AJ contacted me the start of this season. So the 2019-20 season. And, or the, no, the 2020 season, 21, yeah. That season, anyway. And, uh, yeah, I went down. My first game was against Sutton athletic away and that's how I got involved and probably the best decision I've made in football wise because I love the club I love the fans the players and it's def definitely the management team yeah that's what I was going to say uh, what was it that AJ said to you that made you want to join Fisher what was the lure about coming to play at Fisher it was just as soon as I turned up the way he spoke to the players the way the players were 
that the boys as a whole, it's a fantastic group we've got there. And just the club name, Fisher as well, obviously. I watched my uncle play against them. I knew a bit about them. And I just, as soon as I, as soon as I heard they were interested, I thought, yeah, go for it. Plus, it was a few leagues above than what I was playing at already. And obviously, as a player yourself, you want to push yourself to the highest level you can. So uh, is there a player in either the professional game or the non-league game that you uh, look up to or that you uh, my- model your uh, own style of play on? Well, I definitely say my uncle ever since I was a kid, going to watch his games for Tunbridge, for Wimbledon. Like, I just always said to myself, I want to be here. I want to be at this level. He made it to the conference prem, didn't squeeze it into League Two, but he should have. So I've always based my game on what he tells me, what he explains to me, everything really. And then you look at the pro side, Fernando Torres, he was like my hero. When he was at Liverpool, I'd always look up to him. What what position was your uncle, Harry? Do you, do you play in the same position? Uh, he was a forward, yeah. Same position, same everything really. So you, everywhere I go, it's always your uncle, your uncle, which is good. I like it because it pushes me on and spurs me on to do better. Yeah. Bit of family rivalry, try and be better than him. Yeah, of course. He always gives me stick, but that's how it is, isn't it? Yeah. You you mentioned uh, Liverpool. So you're a Liverpool fan. You're Yeah, from, always have been. You're from the South, I'm guessing. <laughs> Why yeah. Liverpool? What? Major support Liverpool. When I was born, I was born. My uncles, my granddad, my dad all supported Liverpool around me. So I just grew up supporting them, and then started watching them a bit more. Then, as I said, Fernando Torres, Steven Gerrard, and I used to look at their past, like Michael Owen. That's what just attached me to Liverpool, really. Yeah, I mean, for you, especially now that I've learned that you're a Liverpool fan, I can't imagine that this year has been very good. You know, with coronavirus and your injury and the fact that Liverpool might finish below Everton this year. I, I just, I know. Uh, I knew that was coming. I'm West Ham. We might as well put it out there. West Ham finished above us as well. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Chelsea fan, Harry, as but, well. So, um, West Ham finishing above us is not <laughs> something <laughs> I, would, I would like to see. <laughs> but we've got to give it to them, though. To be honest, I can't see them dropping off anytime soon. They look so good. No, I don't know where it's come from, but it must be going well for him in the dressing room. I think players, they got, they're kind of just gelling and the manager's clearly got them playing some good football. That's it. They've got youth and experience in the squad. What else could you ask for? A bit like the Fisher team. We're going to be top four next season then. We definitely will be. Definitely. I hope so. We need to be. Yeah. And I can see it happening, to be honest. You guys are all lucky. I'm an Oldham supporter, and we're probably going to finish with Leighton Orient above us this season. So (laughs) I won't hear any complaints about West Ham and Everton. (laughs) I still rather Leighton Orient finishing above us than Everton or West Ham. Oldham support. What made you support Oldham? Well, I never really was a fan of the Premier League. 
and I always wanted to have like a football league team and a non-league team to support. Um, and I was just sort of looking through and I don't know something about the club being terrible. I like the blue. I like the logo. Um, I don't really know what it was. It's just one of those teams where I couldn't see myself rooting against them. And I saw they had a good core of supporters and you're like, you know what? I'll just throw myself in there with the club while they're terrible now. And so that way, when, you know, hopefully in 20 years, when we're half decent, that that time will be a little bit more enjoyable. Fair play. Yeah. They also had some connections with other clubs I support, like the Philadelphia Union or Eintracht Frankfurt. So it just sort of, I don't know, it just sort of all made sense. Made sense, yeah. All added up. Yeah. They're not a bad club, I suppose. They're all right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a bit hard to hate a team who was a founding member of the Premier League and now averages 2,000 at home and is losing matches <laughs> 3-0 at home like every other week. So. That's all right. Liverpool are not doing very good at home. How can you go four years without defeat and lose three back-to-back? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, you'll never beat that Chelsea record of the most consecutive home wins. Okay. Or I can't undefeated. see anyone beating it. Apart from Manchester City, but yeah. even they lost the other day at home, didn't they? Man United. Yeah. Unbelievable record. The Pond End Podcast is sponsored by the Fisher FC Club Shop. You can find them on Twitter at Fisher FC Shop or the club's website. Come on the fish! Come on the fish! Come on the fish! So, Harry, in the current Fisher team, which, which players do you think have the potential to move on further? I think there's a few boys, really. I think we could all play at a higher level. Individually, they're all great players. Uh, Jamie definitely will push on because he's, he's only young still and you can already see that he's a fantastic player and it'll be good to hold on to him with us for another couple of seasons at least. Um, you can see a few of the boys have played higher because of the way they talk, the way they play, their composure. Um, Tommy Taylor, the keeper, he definitely could be at a higher level. Uh, so many. Tarek definitely can push on. Peter, especially. Yeah, I could name them all, really. They're all just fantastic boys and players. Yeah, no, there's some... It's good to be surrounded with them. Yeah, there's some good quality young players in that side, that's for sure. Definitely. You look on paper, we've probably got one of the best teams in the league, but we just haven't been getting the results. And that's what obviously you need to be able to finish in a top four, top two. Yeah. And was there a standout moment for you last season for the club, do you think, personally, as a team? Uh, So many great. It's just, it was all good. When we went away to the FA bars, that was a good, that was a good day to get the result and come back on a coach with the boys. Good laugh, good banter. And that, from that moment then, the boys just clicked. 
we was all, we already had clicked, but that just made our bond even stronger. Um, I wasn't in the squad, but Dulwich Hamlet. No, was it Dulwich Hamlet? Tower. It was one Tower of them, Hamlet. wasn't it? Tower Hamlets. The FA Cup. Oh, the Tottenham Mitchum. Yeah, Tottenham Mitchum. Tottenham Mitchum. Yeah. Where have I got the other two from? Tottenham Mitchum, definitely. To be just to be in the in the group and watch them win, that was special. The push on for the Cray Wanderers game, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, as a fan, that and even that game was so special. Oh, yeah, brilliant. But um, definitely, as well, that Cray Wanderers game, obviously, unfortunately, we lost, but it was it was a great atmosphere. I think we had a better fan base than Cray Wanderers themselves. It was just fantastic. A shame about the result, really. Yeah, it was a shame, but the lads done well, I thought. Showed some good. Oh, yeah. And the goals they got really as well in that game. A couple of the the second and the third, the goal, I didn't think was, it was unlucky. Nah. I think Banton scored two, didn't he? First one was unsavable, really. He bent it around to the top corner. Yeah, the other two, they was half chances, really. They was made of nothing. And that was it. Our goal, we worked it well down the left side. Mal come in and scored a screamer. Yeah, no, it was a good goal. Fantastic. Yeah, I will say that whole little, uh, the FA Cup qualifying run, the FA Vaz games, like I was just sitting at home refreshing Twitter as often as I can just to try to get the updates. And it was still like, I still remember it very clearly it's just, I think that day for everyone, it's about the Tootin and Mitchum game. Um, what was the game after that? The one that we lost? The Cray. Cray Wonders. Cray Wonders. Like, even even that those games, like, you could just tell that something special was going on for the club those days. Yep. So, yeah, Harry. It's fantastic to be a part of. That, like, yeah. Changing I, room beforehand. Yeah, I can imagine. So, when eventually... Um, we get back to playing and you get back to playing. Do you have any personal goals or maybe even team goals um, that you'd like to set? Team as a whole, we need top four finish, minimum. Minimum need top four. As myself, I need to get that first goal to break the drought and start scoring again and helping the team as much as I can to push for that top four maybe even achieve promotion. But we'll see. We can do it. I know we can do it, but we just, we need, as a group, we need to believe we can do it. I love the optimism there. I would love to, I would love to see a top four, maybe even a promotion finish. That'd be brilliant. Why not? These little draws that we keep getting are no good. We, We could easily bury the chances. If you look at the games, we miss so many clear-cut chances that other teams are putting away and it's just not doing us any favours. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we've missed is a striker who can bury the ball. We've got Christian and Christian, is he's improved and improved and I think he's going to be somebody who's going to be a false next season. 
100%. If he uses his size, I've always told him, Christian, you're so big. Use your size and no defender is getting near you at all. And I said it before that I've seen him on Instagram working out and he's looking trim, he's looking sharp. So I really think that he could go on to do big things next season for us. Yeah. As I said, just before, he started scoring, didn't he? He was scoring a few, scored a few good goals as well. So he was just hitting form, but it's just a shame the lockdown come in, really. Yeah. It's been horrible for everyone. You can tell AJ to give me a call. I bagged uh, four goals in our fall season, and I'm a goalkeeper, so I can put in a couple. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the travel laws are right now, but if you can find me a plane, I'll get over there and I'll put in a couple whenever we get back. <laughs> Good to hear. Good to hear. But I'm pretty sure it's illegal now to fly out of England, isn't it? Yep. From Monday. Yep. Which is. is. Any rules about yeah. boats? I could. I catch a boat back. Yeah, catch a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. It'd be a long old way. It'd be a long way to travel in a boat. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. That'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, Harry, thank you for coming onto the podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you on and speak to you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to the Pond and Podcast. You can find us on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can listen to our podcast wherever podcasts are available. Next up on the podcast, we will have the man behind the flags. Come on, fish!